You're listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast with Pastor Dave Coop. You know that Canadians, we have our own uh, little thing called about the podium, and it's called what? Own the podium. Canadians wanted to own the podium, and we had a little announcement this week that said uh, uh, our, uh, our uh, Olympic planner, what was his name? Is that Jack or whoever? What's that? Furlong, yes. Mr. Furlong had to get up, make a little announcement, and eat some humble pie and say, Canadians, we are not going to get all the medals that we thought we were going to get. And it was probably a good lesson for Canadians to have to do that. And, uh, but, uh, hey, I hear we are doing pretty good in gold medals as of right now. I understand we have 13 gold medals, which is more than we've ever done before. So, yay, Canada. Go, Canada. That's exciting. Good stuff. And uh, we're number three in the medals. So, it's an improvement for sure, but we don't own the podium. And it uh, costs a lot of money. Uh, I heard $117 million for the program. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about a different kind of a podium that uh, you're going to go to. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to the podium. You might not realize it, but you're going to the podium, and uh, it's a bigger deal than this podium is. It's a big deal, and our athletes get that thing, and they shout, and they, they're excited, they're nervous, and they get interviewed on TV, and they say, you know, what was it like? What was going through your head? What were you thinking? And they get all those questions, and uh, you're going to stand on a podium one day, and uh, it's going to be a few more people there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an amazing day, but you will make it to the podium. And uh, you're going to stand there, and uh, God's going to be there, and uh, many others are going to be there. And so it's good for us to know about that. We spend a lot of our time thinking about earthly things, which is fine, but the Bible says to also set our mind on the things above. So tonight we're setting our mind on the things above, or what's to come, because this day will happen. Tomorrow morning, the sun's going to rise. That's going to happen. This will happen. There will be a day where we stand before the Lord on a podium. So how many think it's good that we know something about it? That's probably good that we, if it's going to happen, well, then why don't we know something about it? Let's, I, I think it would be good to be a little bit prepared for it, or if not, very much prepared for it. And so that's what tonight's about. Uh, heaven has a podium, and one day we're all going to stand there. If you have your notes, 2 Corinthians 5.10, you can follow in your notes, or if you like, you can follow in your favorite Bible, whichever you prefer. We must all appear. If you like, circle the word all appear. And again, you don't have to circle it if you don't want to. I had a lady once tell me, she said, you don't have to do that to me anymore. I'm not in school anymore. I don't want to be told when to circle and not to circle. So there's only a suggestion. If you would like to circle, you could. I'm just trying to make a point. We must all, we must, there's no, you can't opt out of this. Some of us like to opt out of stuff. No, 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 I don't really know if I want to do that. That makes me a little bit nervous. I don't like to, you know, I like to, that's okay, let somebody else go to the podium. No, you don't get to do that on this one, okay? Some other stuff in life, you don't, you can make a choice. I don't want to be there. You, you have to do this. You must do it. Everybody. We all will be there. This is, this is a fact. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body. The body is this earth suit you wear right now, the things done while you wear your earth suit. When your earth suit wears out, then that's over. But as long as you have the earth suit on, whatever you do in the earth suit, you're going to get a chance uh, based on what you did in the earth suit, you're going to receive some rewards. So you may receive things done in the body according to what he's done, whether good or bad. The judgment seat 
is the Greek word bima, and in Corinth there was an elevated platform where the Olympic athletes received their rewards and where legal justice was dispensed. Paul was actually judged at that bema seat. And so they would get up on, you'd come up to the seat, and from that seat you were given your... Turn this way. Athletes were given their wreaths. They didn't get medals. They got wreaths. Or you also had your legal judgment placed upon you. He's writing to the Corinthians. And when he said judgment seat, their mind all went there. If I said Robson Square today, you guys would all think about Robson Square. You'd have a picture of Robson Square. He said judgment seat. He said Bema seat. They immediately thought of this place in Corinth. Their mind went there. And he said, there is a judgment seat day coming where we're going to stand before God. And God's going to give out rewards. Now, let's go to another passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 to 15. No other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Doctrine's pretty important to Paul, pretty important to us. He said, you've got to build it on Christ, on his pure doctrine. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. The day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work. Now, if you like, you don't have to, but if you'd like to, underline what sort it is. It doesn't say how much it is. It's what sort of work you did, again, while you're in this earth suit, while you're in this body. If anyone's work, if you like, circle the word work. If your work, which is built on it, endures, he will receive a reward you like circle the word receive a reward you're going to receive a reward if anyone's work is burnt he will suffer loss but he himself will be saved yet as through fire so let's break this down a little bit so we get a big understanding because again one day we're going to be on this podium okay number one every believer will give an account if you're filling in the blanks you're going to put in these two words you will give an account Look at your neighbor, the person beside you, and say, you will give an account. And guess what? Your neighbor won't be there. Your mom won't be there. If you send people to do things for you, you can't send anybody to do this for you. You say, well, I'll just get my lawyer to do it. Your lawyer can't do this. Nobody can. You give an account. Well, my, my husband usually speaks for me. He's not speaking for you that day. My, my, my dad usually speaks for me. He's not speaking for you that day. That's your day, and you will give an account. So every one of us will give an account. It's all, you know what, uh, I, I usually get the VIP pass. I got quite a few connections, and so I think I could probably skip this one. Um. Your connections, your, your, your money you have, or uh, whatever, it doesn't work that day. That day, this whole playing field is leveled out. And we all stand before him. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what time period you lived in. It doesn't matter what nationality. Everyone must give an account. Now, I want you to know that uh, this is not for those who don't believe in Christ. If you say, I, I don't want God's love, I've rejected his love, then this will not be your day. 
Your day will come later. It's called the great right throne judgment. This is a judgment seat for believers. It's not a penal thing. You're not punished here. You're rewarded. But you're rewarded on given account of what you did. You're, you're rewarded. You're not penalized. That's important to know. Because, man, I, I've heard some really scary messages about this to try to get me to be a good boy. It's like, oh, one day you're going to stand before God and he's going to play a videotape of all the bad things you did. So you better not do it. Okay, okay, I was so afraid. I'm going to get to heaven. They're going to show all those ugly things I did and all my ugly thoughts. Oh, I'm going to be so embarrassed. That day will not happen. That's not what this is about. This day is about you being rewarded for what you did. So let's not get it messed up. Let's get an understanding of it. Number two. Rewards will be handed out. It's a reward seat, a judgment seat where rewards are handed out. It's exciting watching athletes get their medals, right? When somebody, I don't know if they're doing it on purpose, but it seems like every time we win a gold medal, you hear, oh, Canada played. At 12 o'clock around here, you hear, oh, Canada played on the horns. And it seems like every time there's a, is that what's happening? Every time we get a medal, they're playing, oh, Canada Oh, there's another gold medal. Oh, there's another gold medal. Oh, Canada. You think, that's pretty cool. And, and it's, it's, it's positive, not negative. This is not a negative. This is a positive thing as believers where we receive our rewards. But Paul wants to make it very clear. It's also a sobering time. He says, there, there's a reverence. We will have a reverence for God that day like never before. There will be, there's a reverence here. There's a, there's a fear of the Lord and a healthy sense that day when we stand before him. Ah, it's good to pause and think about it because we can get so busy in life doing so many things that we kind of forget that day is going to happen. The reward is based on our deeds, good or bad. The reward is not eternal life. That's a gift. That's a gift already given to us. We, it's not uh, eternal life. It's different rewards. The reward is a place of honor in his eternal kingdom and will never fade away. 1 Corinthians 9 tells us that they had perishable crowns. They wore different crowns. The different types of games had different crowns and wreaths that would perish within hours. They'd begin to fade. Today we give our athletes medals. And even medals will begin to fade after time. The gold medal that you win, if you want a gold medal, contains... Get ready for this, six grams of gold. That's it, six grams. And it will, over time, break down. Give it a long enough period of time, and it will it'll break down. But this reward that you get, this honor you get, this distinction you get there will last you for an eternity. Now, that, you just missed a good place to shout, because think about it. The athletes that won in 2006 or 2002, it's already beginning to get a little bit fuzzy. Today we can think about athletes that just won a few hours ago or a few days ago, but it doesn't take long and it fades. We, we forget about it. Time goes by and a generation, maybe they're remembered if they, if they made a movie about them or if they wrote a book or if they got on a speaking circuit or something, they're remembered. But a generation, 100 years from now, athletes that won today, Who's going to remember them? Very few. You're going to have to go to, you know, Google, whatever we have 100 years from now. You're going to have to find it on there. But for the most part, it'll be forgotten. But, now listen closely. 
that day, that reward, that distinction you receive, you will have for all eternity. That's why Paul, later on in this letter, he says, you know, you guys remember, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Don't forget this stuff. Because this life's a vapor and then it's over and what you did here is going to count for all eternity. You're going to rule and reign during the millennium and for eons to come with Christ and what you've done here will determine the honor and distinction he will place upon you for that time. And some of you are flat out wasting the opportunity you have to rule Christ in the time to come. And I think we're going to be really surprised at some people who receive rewards and some people who don't receive rewards. There's going to be somebody who you've never known about in the backwoods somewhere who's labored for the Lord, and you go, wow, look at the rewards they're receiving, and they're going to rule with him. And the next person you thought, man, they're going to have so much. It's not going to be that way. He's going to be an amazing equalizer the way he hands out rewards. Everybody will be encouraged. Paul said, later on he says in Corinth, Corinthians there, he says, God's going to praise everybody. Every man will receive his praise. So it's not like you're not going to receive praise, but he wants us to be of sober spirit. He wants us to really be thinking about it because we'll rule with him. And it's not going to fade. If our hockey team wins tomorrow, that's a big if. But if they do, if they won tomorrow, it'll last, be hyped, Tomorrow, the horns will blast, the sirens go on, the liquor store will be empty, and there'll be a big party. But 100 years from now, it'll be faded. It'll be gone. The celebration will be over. The medals will have tarnished. But the day you stand on that podium, and God gives you a reward, a distinction, and an honor, it, for all eternity, will never fade. Think about it. It's amazing. Now, there will be uh, a review, number three, of, if you're filling in the blanks, of what we did and why we did it. So, well, I'm kind of curious. If I have to give an account, what do I have to give an account of? You have to give an account of what you did for him, because the Bible says, whatever you do, do hardly is unto the Lord. So what did you do for him? But, and then why did you do it for him? He's going to check the motives. Why did you do it? And that's what's going to be tested by fire. So you may have done something, but maybe it was just to get all the attention for yourself. Or did you do it to bring God glory? It's not so much about the quantity. It's about the quality. Do you remember the story where Jesus was watching one day at the temple, and he was hanging out with the disciples, and Jesus was watching how people gave. Do you know Jesus watches how you give? You just gave. You just gave. He just watched you give. It's so quiet in this church tonight. <laughs> it's the truth. He watches. He watches how they gave. He says, oh. He says, he says to the disciples, check it out. Check out the widow. She gave two mites. Guys, she gave, two mites is like two pennies. Two coppers. She gave more and all these others, because the others gave to be noticed. They were wealthy, and they gave to impress. So he says, who's going to get the reward? She's the one that's rewarded. 
Now, you could, don't get me wrong, you could have been very wealthy and given and have an equal reward. It wasn't, it's about what's in the heart. God needs both, but it's what's in your heart. How did you give? So that day when we give account, it's not just what we did, but why did we do it? Right now, most of the time, if you would ask me, I couldn't tell. I mean, we can't because we can't look into people's hearts. You can't tell. Sometimes we have an idea, but we really don't know because that's really between you and God, where your heart is. I, don't, I really don't know, and it's not really none of my business. That's between you and the Lord, why you did what you did. But one day we'll give an account of why we did. How long will this take, Pastor? I don't know how long it's going to take. I guess it's going to be eternity, so it doesn't matter. But you're going to give an account of why you did why you did, and based on that will be your reward. So, lesson to be learned. Check our motives. And whatever we're doing, why am I doing this? I'm going to do it so it brings glory to God. Uh, this is, again, not a judgment for our sin. We have to nail this point down. Christ took the penalty for our sins at Calvary. Amen? So this is not a punishment for your sin. That's not what this judgment is about. Christ was judged once and for all for your sins. It's not a penal thing. God does give us unmerited salvation, but he does not give us unmerited rewards. And again, we're not going contrary to the grace of God towards us. We're not, this is not disrupting the teaching of grace. Of course, God, it's a dispensation. It's a time of grace. But we have the responsibility with what God's given us, our callings, our giftings, our opportunities, while we're in the body, God wants us to do something with it. If he didn't want us to do anything with it, he could just take us home when we got saved and all be done. He'd just say, hold them down a little longer when you baptize them and then they're over. It's, they can head home. But that's not the deal. He wants us to, and Paul says to the Philippians, work out your salvation. Do something with what you've got. It's your opportunity. A great commentator on the Bible by the name of John Phillips, and he used to teach at Moody Bible Institute. He put it this way. He said, when he was, after the Second World War, he got a job as a young man at the bank. He came home, he got the job. He was so excited. He says, Dad, Dad, I got the job. And they put me on probation. Isn't that exciting? He says, do you know what probation is? He goes, oh, it sounded pretty good. He says, well, let me tell you what probation is. They're going to watch you for a period of time, and based on your character, how you handle things and so forth, they'll promote you based on that. So that you're, you're, you have a period of time here where you're going to be watched. So it's a good thing, but you really want to watch what, how you conduct yourself at the bank during this period of time. We're sort of on probation here. We have this window of time on earth, and then comes all eternity. And God's saying, okay, conduct yourself wisely during this time. Because what's coming ahead of you is promotion. Uh, we circle that word, what sort it is. We're tested on what sort it is. When David was chosen out of Jesse's sons, he was chosen because God did not look on the outside. He looked on the inside. This, again, is reflection of what kind of a review it's going to be of our lives. We might be surprised at the rewards we receive and why we get rewards. How many of you this past couple of weeks went down to translating station, gave out some coffee or hot chocolate or, sun, or in the morning served coffee outside here? How many did that? Good number of hands. You just did it because you wanted to volunteer at the church. You thought, man, that's a great thing to do. 
that's going to come up. He said, if you've done it for the least of these, my brethren, you'll done it unto me. He said, he said he'll say, I, Jesus will want to reward you for the cup you gave to somebody that was wondering whether or not churches were okay. Should I go to church? And I was having a bad day. And I walked down Georgia Street and they offered me a free cup of coffee. And it just really touched my heart. I didn't say anything, but it, it got me looking. And as a result of it, I found the Lord. And God will say, you did that. And you go, when did we do that? when did I do that? It was during the Olympics. You're on Georgia Street. You gave out hot chocolate. Remember it translate. When did I do that? And you'll think, and you'll say, I want to reward you. You said somebody came into town and they didn't have a place to stay. And you said, hey, you can sleep on my couch if you like. I, I got a place to stay. He said, when did I do that? When did I do that for you? And he'll remind you. And you'll say, you know what, so-and-so was in the hospital and your home group went to visit him. You brought flowers and your life group was there and you encouraged him and you, you went over and you helped them move that day and you go, when did I do that? He said, if you've done it for the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. I also wonder, I, I'm getting rewards? When did I do this? See, sometimes we don't realize how much God is working through our life and he really is at work in our life. You can't volunteer or serve, whether it be in your job, or wherever you, we're having that attitude, and it will not be rewarded. Jesus said, if you've done unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done unto me. Even a cup of cold water does not pass his looking. So, it's sobering, but it's not a negative. It will be a day of reward for when we've made a choice to serve God, to put him first in our lives. Amen. Actually, it's a day to look forward to. Don't dread this day. Look forward to the day. Uh, now, some, I, we have to tell you, will receive no reward, but they'll be saved. The thief on the cross, I don't think there was much reward for him. He didn't have a lot of opportunity to use his gifts and talents. It was like, he was, but he's saved. He went to heaven. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. And some people, have, you know, they've kind of squandered their opportunity. And it'll be tested, but they'll be saved. That speaks of God's mercy and grace. Number, uh, number, let's go to the next part. What kind of work will bring me reward? That's the question I'd ask. If I'm going to stand on heaven's podium, what, what, what should I be thinking about doing? I, I love the Lord to say, well done, good and faithful servant. I think we all look for that, right? It's often used at funerals. Ah, you know, they're going to, God's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. But sometimes I like, feel like just putting my hand up and say, what did he do? God would say that. I just kind of like to know. The obvious question, what did he do? That God would say that. So let's find out what you should do. Here's some things. Number one, introduce others to Jesus. We should be introducing others to Christ. Paul in 1 Thessalonians, he talked about the reward of those that would be his crown that he ended up bringing to Christ. This is a great commission. This is what he's about. Jesus said, go around the world, preach the gospel. So we should be about that, introducing others to Christ. Now, please understand, this, our reward isn't because we stand on the street corner and give away X amount of magazines or books or that pamphlets or whatever. That, that's not what this is about. This is about living a lifestyle just like when Andrew brought his brother. He said, you got to come check this out. I found Jesus. Come check this out. This is, it's relationship. It's, it's natural. It's not, it just comes out of who we are. And there's people that 
you have in your life, you can think of, yeah, they, they showed up at my baptism. And then they showed up at church and now they're in the church and they, God's changed their lives. And I really don't know when I did what I did, but they sure love God today. And that's not going to go unnoticed. Brad, you, I, 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 look at back there. I was thinking of your baptismal day. What a time we had. We had way too many people in the water, but it was a lot of fun. And I think of the lives that you've changed, Brad, one day on that podium. Jesus is going to remember all of them. Whew. It's going to be a time. And you know what? I get excited. I think about athletes. They get something. Yay. Yeah. But I'll pick on Brad. When Brad's up there, I go, yay, Brad. I was, I was so excited for him. And we're going to be excited for another person. Yeah, we're going, to, we're going to be thrilled. It's going to be a day. There's going to be a celebration tomorrow night, closing ceremonies, big celebration. We're going to show it here in the church and celebrate with him. But in heaven, there will be something called the marriage supper of the Lamb. Mama, mama, my. You have never been to a celebration like that. You see a little light show here and there. I don't know what God's doing for a light show, but trust me, it'll be more than a few sparklers and a few lights. It will be an amazing array of food. If they brought two point some tons into the Swiss house for cheese and fondues and all the rest of it, I I just know that we're going to have an amazing celebration. I wouldn't miss it for anything. It's going to be so much fun. We're all going to be there. And the saints from the old are going to be there. We're going to look back and you're going to see your uncle, your grandpa, your aunt. David will be there. Paul will be there. Peter will be there. We'll be family. And we'll have this amazing, amazing celebration. We've got something to look forward to. We looked forward to the Olympics ever since the bid was won. We were looking forward to the Olympics, and it's been a buzz. I emailed or texted somebody this day. I think Vancouver is on steroids tonight. It's just so hyped up and buzzed. We're on a sugar, caffeine high right now. I know it's going to be like a month from now. Maybe they'll have to pick everybody up. But heaven, wow, we're going to have such a time after that. So that was number one, introducing... Uh, others to Christ. Number two is keeping your faith in God despite temptations and trials. You can be rewarded for that. If you missed the message a couple weeks ago, strong to the finish, pick that up, get it on the uh, podcast, something strong to the finish. God is going to reward you for staying strong to the finish. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. Folks, just finish the race. You don't have to be fastest. Just finish the race. In 2002, there was these Winter Olympics and speed skating. I don't know if you remember that 1,000-meter speed skating race. And the American and the Chinese were in first place, last lap. Right behind them was the Canadian and the Korean. They go around the last lap, and the American and the Chinese bumped each other. They wiped out. The Canadian and the Korean wiped out upon those who had wiped out. It was a mess on the ground. Trailing quite a ways behind was an Australian skater. 
the Australian skater, he made it through the mess. He crossed the finish line, and he said, I want gold. I want gold. It was an amazing, amazing time in Olympic history. He's just, yes, I want gold. He wasn't the fastest. He didn't set no record. But guess what? He finished the race. Folks, he made it through the mess and finished the race. That's a life lesson. Make it through the mess. There's a mess all around us in this broken world. Make it through the mess. Finish the race. And God says, I'm going to give her a reward for finishing the race. Revelations uh, 2.10. Be faithful unto death. I will give you the crown of life. Jesus spoke that. James. God blesses the people who patiently endure testing. After they will receive the crown of life that God has promised those who love him. Number three. Build your life on pure doctrine. If you want that reward. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. This is what Paul's talking about. He says, I've laid a good foundation of doctrine. Finish the race. Stay true to good doctrine. The gold and silver and precious stones refers to the building your life on sound doctrine and living it out. The wood, hay, and straw refers to compromising on the truth and living a life that contradicts Christ's teaching. So we want to live out what he's asked us to do. Number four, exercise self-control. There's a reward for exercising self-control. This body that you live in, it wants to go sideways. It's like a car with a bad wheel alignment. Take your hands off the steering wheel, it goes to the ditch. About a mile down the road, it's in the ditch. You've got to always keep your hand on the steering wheel. And uh, so there's a reward for that. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, all athletes practice strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. I'm not like a boxer who misses his punches. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear after preaching to others, I might be disqualified. Not disqualified from salvation. Disqualified from winning an award from God. A reward. So I have to discipline my flesh. One of the things we're going to be rewarded for is disciplining our flesh. It's not always easy to say no to stuff and say, no, I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to say no to that. I'm going to purpose to exercise self-control. Number five, I've got to wrap up here. Leave the judging up to God. 1 Corinthians 4, 5. So be careful not to jump to conclusions before the Lord returns as to whether or not someone is faithful. When the Lord comes... And this is when this judgment takes place, when the Lord comes back. He will bring out our deepest secrets to light and will reveal our private motives. And then God will give to, every, to everyone what praises do. He will give to everyone what praises do. In other words, everyone, if you're there, he's going to give you praise. I mean, oh, God's a generous God. God's a loving God. It'll be a good day, but it'll also be a sobering day. He's going to give you praise that day. I'm looking forward to that. I like it when my wife praises me. That's, that's pretty good, pretty special. I like it maybe when somebody says, oh, that was good, Pastor, or, or somebody else comes up and said, that was nice. And if you're playing sports and you score a goal, they, they give you some praise and accolades, it's nice. You give all that, of course, to the Lord. But what's it going to be like when God gives you some praise? Whew. Wow. He's a good dad. He's a good father. The Bible says we'll lay all our crowns at his feet. We won't keep the glory. We'll give it to him. And yet, he does want to praise us. He will give us 
reward. Look at last verse, Romans chapter 14, 10 to 13. Why do you condemn another Christian? Why do you look down on another Christian? Remember, each of us will stand personally before the judgment seat of God. For the scripture says, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me and every tongue will confess allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give an, a personal account to God. So don't condemn each other anymore. Decide instead to live in such a way that you'll not put an obstacle in another Christian's path. Another one says, don't cause somebody else to stumble. So here's the deal. Wrapping it up. One day, we're going to stand on the podium and we'll give an account of what we did here on earth. God will reward us for it. Paul wraps up 1 Corinthians 3 by saying, you guys, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So let's be sober about it. Let's think about what we're doing and let's go for the goal that heaven has for us. Don't take your eyes off the heavenly calling that God has for your life. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org.